Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey everybody, this is Rev. Welcome to The Crit Show. Before we get started on today's episode, just a couple quick reminders. Friday the 3rd at Gen Con, we are doing a live show from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you're going to be at Gen Con, why don't you grab some tickets and join us? It'll be a good time. Also, Tass and I are going to be at Dragon Con. I've heard from a couple of you. If you're going to be at Dragon Con and you'd like to play a game of Monster of the Week, send us an email at thecast at thecritshowpodcast.com and we will organize a time where we can get together and play some Monster of the Week with you. With that email, you can also still send us your crit stories if you've got one. Uh, I have a few more coming up that we will read soon in the uh, opening parts of the episode. But this episode's beginning is consumed with the wrap-up of Hawaii. So we're going to do some leveling up, we're going to do a little bit of shopping, and then we're going to get right into the next story. So I believe, for now, that is all for me. Enjoy the episode. So we're at the end of the mystery, which means it's that time again to ask the four questions and answer yes or no to them. So did you conclude the current mystery? Yeah, I would say that we did. You know, we missed a little bit of the why these things were here, specifically why the vampires were here, like, you know, manipulating mm-hmm. ghouls and whatnot. But we did figure out why it went wrong and we took out the threat. And you were specifically solved the mystery that you were brought there to solve. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We killed the big monster, the monster of the week, if you were. If, as you were. <laughs> <laughs> no. mm. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? Yes. If no one else, we unambiguously saved the priest from being eaten by ghouls at the end. That is correct. So, yeah. 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 Anybody else? Yeah. We kind of saved, um, you know, the village people <laughs> oh that that policeman and yeah. that construction worker that yeah. you saved oh man they were sure excited well you could tell by the way singing. they were waving their arms around <laughs> yeah making those strange symbols in the air oh my god <laughs> all right so there's two yeses did we learn something new and important about the world uh we learned that there is a big bad vampire behind the scenes pulling strings for unknown reasons mm. who was this vampire uh the name was gregory nash that's right that's right Okay. And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? I think we learned that TJ is willing to confront his darkest fears for his friends. You know, that's true. That's true. Something he was not willing to go down that hole. And then when he found out that your hammer was still missing, he He, sure just... Yeah, he went willingly. He did. Like, twice we confronted that and he couldn't be convinced. And then he did it on his own. He did. All right. So that... With those four yeses, gives you guys two experience points. Does anybody anybody get any level from that? I level up. Oh, did you? Yeah. So we talked about this a little. I'm going to give just a quick backstory for everybody listening. When these guys made the characters that they're playing right now, we made these at C2E2 one night after I had gotten this book, and we were talking about how much fun it would be to play this. And the idea came up that, oh, what if we just played ourselves? How fun would that be? And my caveat for that was that, okay, yeah, you can play yourselves. But when you pick your stat blocks, you have to pick the stat block that most fits you in life right now. So that means that they didn't necessarily get the stat block that would be best for their character. For example, Tass, (laughs) who at that C2E2, I believe, was walking with a cane. Yep. And so... I was like, well, you don't have very good toughness, so you've got to take whatever option is the lowest toughness. Now, toughness is important for the professional. Yeah, for the guy with three guns and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that we have talked about this a little bit between episodes. So if you want to level up and respec and take a quote-unquote new class, but take the professional, I think what happens is that Margaret would bring you in 
for three or four days of just training with you and the company, and she would make you strong where you're weak and focus on your strengths so that you could basically respec as the professional and pick the stat block that would be beneficial to that playbook. I'm not sure if you're aware, um, but I roll like crap. <laughs> I've I've heard. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do exactly that. Okay. Um, I, I've had in my head, you know, the things that I would have done differently anyway. Um, so yeah, I think I'm good to go on that. So how are you different now? Um, so I've switched up the stats, of course, as someone that isn't really geared towards manipulating people, that kind of thing. Um, I decided to take my stat dump in charm. Uh, so that would help boost up tough and, um, you know, keep cool where it's supposed to be. Okay. Then I've switched up the moves since I'm going back a ways. I've, I've had to lose a couple because I had the full five that you can get. So now I'm back down to three. So the one that's a little heartbreaking is I'm getting rid of the car. Oh, yeah. I, there just weren't enough pieces left from the <laughs> armor for them to reconstruct the car. She thought they could, but. No, it's true. And I mean, the sea gobbler is going to be a really good tourist attraction. At I, I think it'll hotel, be a nice. So covert way to get around indianapolis <laughs> that's true uh so the two i definitely have to keep i have to keep bottle it up because it's just too good it's too good to have that clutch extra points if i need them and to just give you some ammo to give towards us with those holds i would be very sad if i wasn't given holds it's the one thing that i get in this game is every now and then i get a point that i get to spend and it's, it's a lot true. of true yeah it's my little present to yeah, you i know right uh, and I like having medic, like it's just, it's come in handy <laughs> several times, of course. So I'm keeping that the one that I'm switching up because this playbook is geared entirely on the stat cool is to uh, take tactical genius. And what that does is it lets me roll cool instead of sharp when I read a bad situation. Mm. So that's one that's gotten us into some trouble too. So being able to use, you know, the, the primary stat for this class I want to hang on to. So okay. I'm taking that in lieu of anything else. I'm going back down to just my regular light armor, so I have lost that. Okay. And otherwise, yeah, that's it's everything stays about the same beyond those. Are you keeping the same weird ability? Trust your gut just really makes the most sense still, yeah. so I, I'm going to stay with that. You know, I'm going to diverge for one second just because you mentioning that. So I get on the, the Reddit forums in the Monster of the Week subreddit. There are people on there, of course, talking about, oh, what are you doing this? What are you doing that? And... I had responded to one of the things. Someone was like, oh, have you guys ever considered using the other weird options instead of just magic? Have you thought about using the alternate ones? So I wrote a fairly long response just about, oh, yeah, in my game, nobody actually can use magic. Everybody picked one. And, you know, it's been a great addition because it really makes sense with the characters. And it's pretty clear once you make your character which one you should have. Like, you know right away, like, oh, I should have this one instead. That makes way more sense. And especially with you guys, it all really works out. And it was such a nice moment because I wrote that response and then I got a response to it a little bit later. It was like, yeah, I know you do that. That's where I got the idea. I love the show and I love that you guys use this additional power set. What? And then we got like three or four more people commenting after the fact that Sweet. like, oh yeah, we listen, we really like the show. And so it was really cool to be on the Monster of the Week subreddit and have people there know like like see the name Rev and go, oh yeah, we know what that's from. So that was Aww. really that was a, that really Aww. made my day. All you subredditors. You guys are all right. Yeah, that, that made my day. Um, okay, so now in addition to these two experience points, you guys did answer all four of the end of session questions in the affirmative. As we established before, that means you get two points for each question, two gear points. So you all have eight gear points now to spend in addition to whatever you might have saved prior. Nice. From this adventure, there's no really new things that you've gotten. You haven't gained any new allies that have any new abilities that can make things for you. So any of the mundane stuff is still on the table. I know you guys have talked about a couple things in game that you want have wanted to buy. And then, of course, the cost for the werewolf serum and the weapons uh, is still the same. So what do you guys want to get? How much would it cost me to fix the light rifle that I shot in half? Uh, that'll be half the cost of buying it. So we'll round it down to two. So it costs oh. you five. It'll cost two to fix. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, okay, well, I definitely want to do that. And I think the major thing that keeps popping up that we don't have an answer for is that we don't have any kind of credentials. Yeah. And I would like to address that. 
so yeah, how what what are we talking? What are we talking cost here for like a badge? Just something that I we can flash and you know get away with murder of <laughs> monsters, monster murder, oh, not okay, regular. Okay, murder. okay, because a uh, license to kill is more expensive than a badge. Oh, I see. Okay, that costs double oh seven credits. <laughs> oh no. Okay, well it's just seven, right? Yeah. Oh okay. It'd be it'd be one point. Just a, a mundane badge that's something that they could fabricate, no problem, will cost one point. What about like a magic illusion badge that can change to what we need it to look like? Or like a like a badge made out of T one thousand metal that can form into <laughs> it so it's actually physical and not magic uh-huh. or something fancy like that that can change form okay so i think something like that would probably cost three gear points but the thing that you would need that you don't quite have yet is you would need to either bring something to a group like say that you want to use like shape-shifting magic well okay then you need to maybe bring ipt some kind of creature that has that ability so they can harness it and mix it with their tech or if you want it to be pure tech you guys got to find a tech contact. Right now, contact-wise, in the sense of how I'm thinking about gear and items in this world, you have technology, and you have magic, and then you have kind of the harnessing of monster abilities. So IPT deals with harnessing monster abilities and technology. They're kind of a mashup of two. Rev deals just in magic. So you would need to find someone who deals just in tech, or bring IPT some creature that they could harness that kind of illusion or shape-shifting ability from. Sure, sure. But then it would cost three. Okay, so I think I want to hang on to three then, because that would just be something real sweet to have, okay. as opposed to just buying nine different badges that I have to juggle. Right. Just having one that would be like, okay, I need you to look like this local sheriff badge, you know, or whatever it yeah, might be. just a suitcase full of badges. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's that's what I have in my head for the moment. Badge, I want to hold for the fancy one, and uh, yeah, fix my light rifle. Okay, Jake. Um, I think that we need a better way to stay in touch than putting a phone on speaker and pressing the mute button and keeping it in the <laughs> oh, pocket. What do you mean? Yeah. It works so well. So I think we should <laughs> all get you. some of those like tactical mics that like special ops and stuff wear that like attaches to their throat and has an earpiece. Um. So that we can always essentially be in contact, but okay. quietly, because the way those things work is they kind of pick up on vibration. So you don't have to be audible for something to hear you. It feels the sound so you can talk really quietly and mm. it'll still work. Okay. Uh, I think those will be two. I think any kind of specialty operative gear will be two points. Each of you each want to get one of those. I've got two left. I would totally be down for that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, then, yeah, I'm getting one of those. Um, I am also going to get an FBI badge. If I got, like, a mundane weapon, but etched with, like, his runes, like the same runes that are on the hammer, would that be cool enough? Yeah, I imagine. Okay. What are you uh, thinking? Well, because now that I've lost smite for now, my unarmed strikes don't do two damage anymore. Uh, and to my understanding, unarmed strikes in general just don't do anything, really, yeah, in this correct. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I probably at least a set of brass knuckles. Like for all the times that I have, <laughs> that I have dropped my weapon and had to tussle in melee, like that, that's a okay substitute to give me at least a point of damage. So, what kind of tags do you want on these? So, brass knuckles are normally hand and stealthy. I imagine that if they shock things, they're not that stealthy. I imagine they're stealthy in the sense of concealment. You could hide them, that someone wouldn't just see them on your person. So if they lose the stealthy, they would probably be pretty bulky. Like, people would be able to notice you walking around with them on. If I kill the stealthy tag, they're bigger. They're bulkier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you are carrying around a hammer already in full armor. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't don't know that that hurts you too bad. No, I don't super care if they're hidden. So, yeah, I'll get rid of the stealthy tag. Mm Mm-hmm. Add the stun tag, because okay. that's one that my hammer already has, so that the, the shock from the stun knuckles. Yep, and we'll say that you just channel that through your body into them. That's super cool, if I can do that, yeah. So, I mean, it's I, I don't want to just build a random electric device into them. I think that, I assume that, like they say, like, thunder and lightning on them, and the protector's like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to enchant those two. That's all right. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I want them to do two harm. Oh, okay. Because when I when I had Smite, my unarmed strikes did two harm. I would like to keep it there. All right. So, so. that'll be three points then. Okay. 
Anything else you're going to get? Is there anything else we think we need? Chips for the road. Okay. I want to buy... Let's see. I have... How many points was that? Three? Mm-hmm. So I have six points left, so I'll buy six bags of chips. <laughs> Honestly, you should probably save those or get wolf's blood. I would like to get away from the werewolf blood. I think you you've guys got a only problem. used like six the last <laughs> adventure. You guys only yeah. used like six in twenty four hours. I'm sure it's fine. And two of those were, you know, emergency vampire situation and got used incorrectly. So come on. Yeah. And two of those were room. just shot at the same time into your <laughs> oh, neck. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from the werewolf By serum. Me. I think that stuff is bad news. Yeah, okay. In general, um I'm gonna get a trench coat. Oh why? Well, I can't take off the armor without pissing off the defender. Yeah. I don't think that I've got the means right now, the same way that he doesn't have the means to make a cool, like, disguise badge. I'm sure I don't have the means to disguise this armor mm. or anything. Uh-huh. But I need a way to just not always be walking around in armor that everyone can see. That's fair. So I'm going to go kind of dogma with this um, <laughs> and get, like, a, a cool trench coat to wear over to conceal the armor some. All right. What about you, Teej? What do you want to buy? I am like looking at all the crap that we have and I'm thinking we need something to hold all this stuff. I am going to get a backpack. And then of course we've got like uh, the FBI badge thing going on. So I might as well grab me one of those and I'm going to take two wolf's blood serums. Oh God. All right. Because, man, they come in handy. I swear I almost died at least three or four times. And they're good, right? Like, it makes you feel good taking it. Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to feel like I know. Like why this. would you not want one yeah. in, like, every 12 hours? Like a, right. like a B vitamin. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> why is TJ scratching the back of his head I so am, much? I wouldn't worry about it. And peeing in the bushes all the time. <laughs> Okay, so now that the shopping is wrapped up, I want to discuss this for a second because I, I talked about it inside of the episode and said that I would kind of explain it later. And I've actually had a couple of people on Twitter ask me about it. I want to talk about the mechanics of Jake's trial. So I had said in the moment that this was one of the three outcomes. Jake had four trials that he was going through. Three of them were actual events. One of them was a constant temptation. The three events each had a scoring system. So for every X amount of Hydra heads Jake destroyed, he got a point. Inside of the maze, the less number of times TJ died, the more points you got. So if he died X amount of times, it shifted you to, okay, now you're only getting two points. Now you're only getting one point. Now you're getting no points. With the flask, you got three points if it took you just one drink. You got two points for doing it in two drinks. Um, and then with the with the temptations, that was all the stuff that we talked about with, oh, you get the sensation that you could summon your hammer and break your way out of the maze, thus not dealing with it. Oh, you feel like you could take off the armor and have more armor because if you'd taken that armor off and used just your skin, the Hydra couldn't do enough damage to hurt you. And so that was the temptation that they were putting you through was, will you stick to what it is that represents the protector? Um, and so Jake ended up with, I believe, seven points. So the three outcomes, the kind of best outcome was that you would have stayed exactly as you are. You would have kept all of your powers, your level, and your statistics would have shifted to be the most beneficial for your build. The outcome that you actually got is not one that I planned for, which I find fascinating. There was, unless you got that best result, there was no way you were going to be the protector still. The divine? No, the divine. Like that that <clears throat> Oh, like the protector's yes. dude. So the highest success, you were still the divine. The second highest success, you were the divine of a different god. The lowest success was that you were the monstrous. Because what they were going to do was remove the godly abilities from you, but kind of as a consolation prize, they were going to say, you have this horrible stuff going on inside of you. There's this vampire blood and this werewolf blood. They're fighting each other. It's going to tear you apart. Which do you want us to get rid of? We can get rid of one of them. And so you would have had the choice. Do you want to be the vampire monstrous or the werewolf monstrous? The second one, of course, was you would have had to pick a different god, but you gave such a great speech. And that's the thing I love about these kind of games. I had decided I, Rev, the GM, I was like, you know, nope, he he didn't get the highest success. He's got to become someone else's thing. But then listening as the protector, you said that story and I went, oh, never mind. He's going to go back and he's going to fight these guys and say, I don't care. He's mine still. I made the right choice. Nice. So that was a in the moment decision. That was not like a trick of oh, well, tell me you really want it. It was a, you were not going to get that, but your speech in the moment changed his mind. 
Nice. And it's still kind of a, hard to call it a lower tier, but essentially that second tier down because he did have to essentially reboot. Yeah, and some of his powers got picked for him, so now he has the god who's going to check in on him. He's got, you know, the the boss from beyond, I think it's called. I see, I see. Cool. So there was a little bit of a, and he would have got that no matter what. So yeah, that was uh, the mechanic behind that. It was a lot of fun to build that story and come up with that point system. I thank Tass for helping me out with uh, one of those challenges. No problem. So is there anything from the story you know, last time after the Halifax, we talked a little bit about what you guys thought was going on. Is there anything you want to talk about with Hawaii or do you feel like it's pretty cut and dry or any thoughts you want to get out into the world or? Yeah, it just, oh, it's been driving me crazy that all those candles didn't end up being intact uh, down in the in the caves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it, it just, it makes me feel like absolutely this is all connected, um, that we would have seen that exact same pattern. Uh, in the same way that we had already seen with the candles. But I think as far, I think we saw a little bit of that, yeah. but not necessarily, obviously we couldn't see the full extent of it. You saw the candle layout that you guys had seen at the Halifax. Right. The other two candle layouts you couldn't get a Exactly. Sense of, yeah. So I think to game tasks that just reads as, well, you know, spells and candles and stuff. This is mm-hmm. This stuff is used a lot, whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean a connection yet, but it's driving me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm interested to see, you know, whatever we sent out to see if uh, there there still comes anything of that. Mm -hmm. One of the regrets I sort of have is uh, whenever he took me to the graveyard and he starts monologuing, basically, and I should have just let him go on to to get more investigatory, like, you know, information. Uh And instead, me being the idiot that I am, I was just (laughs) like, you stupid moron. And then. Bap. I'm like down, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I'm just regretting. I could have been like, yeah, I, I could help you get those back into oh, place. Uh-huh. And then like just maybe if you took me back or something, I could have like shifted the candles just a little bit off. Like tried to convince him that you could be a good sidekick right. or something. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow like sabotage the whole thing for him. And then I don't know, you guys would come and rescue me? Question mark? <laughs> Jake? <laughs> I don't know if people, re- I don't remember if we said this in the moment. After that backhand, you were one point from death i was (laughs) like that was scary that's the scariest moment with the exception of thinking that jake was just dead because a hydra ripped him apart right and if it hadn't been for the wolf's blood serum i would have been just probably gone and i mean in the plus side that was only like the fourth werewolf serum you had in 24 hours right sure yeah yeah not bad (laughs) why am i so itchy (laughs) (laughs) why do i keep chasing cars It has been about a week since you guys have come back from Hawaii. I know there was some conversation about this off mic before, but I believe that Tass and TJ are moving in together. What kind of place are you thinking? I'm thinking like a loft down on Mass Ave, you know, kind of nice part of town, lots of restaurants. Oh, like in Big? (sighs) Yes. Do you have the giant piano on the floor? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And also we'll be right next to Basbo's. Yeah, I love Basbo. That's my favorite pizza Mm -hmm. place in town. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Although you probably should be warned, knowing what I know of TJ, he's going to take that piano floor mat and like put it from his bedroom door to like the bathroom. So just whenever <laughs> you always know when he's going. <laughs> oh, no, that's one of our protections. It's outside the door. It's on the steps on the way up. So we know, oh, somebody's here. I hear uh, chopsticks playing. Right. <laughs> God, that's a limber, a limber yeah. murderer. Yep. Some, oh, somebody's here. And they are Feeling it. Damn. <laughs> you guys have acquired this spot. IPT has sent some people in to basically put up protection and wards, just kind of their standard thing. Also, tasks you do your training. We talked about that you uh, leveled up and you decided to respec in the professional. And so Margaret has you brought in and they kind of break you down and build you up. And we get a little montage of you aiming a sniper rifle down a long room and, you know, blowing the heads off of some dummies and you trying to shoot a shotgun into the ceiling and Margaret coming in and like, no, 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 it goes towards the enemy. And she like lowers it down and you're like, oh yeah. And we see you picking up a dummy and, you know, running and there's jets of flame and you're ducking and you're just doing all the things that emphasize the moves that you have what's my montage music painted black no i don't know what i don't know music what do, what do you want your oh music? that's true yeah music is my cultural blind spot um i want it to be ninja rap all right 
Jake, you got that? Sung by the Turtles available? or by Vanilla Ice? By Vanilla Ice, absolutely. Okay. I think we have it in the budget for Vanilla Ice. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. All, all he asks for is a Vanilla Iced Latte. That's, yeah. That's his uh, fee to appear <laughs> in good. anything anymore. On the last day of your training, Margaret's having a conversation with you. She's been in and out. Other people at the IPT have been helping train you. And someone comes in and gives her a note. And she opens it and she reads it and she kind of glances at you and she looks back to the guy and she says, do it. And the guy nods and goes out. And she's like, I'll, I'll be uh, back in just a little bit. I, I need to go take care of some things. I'm going to let Johansson uh, finish the rest of your training for today. Okay. I'm going to shoot at targets with my shotgun. Oh, yes. <laughs> we See, we wised up. We took all of those targets off the ceiling. That was my mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I should wondered. never have put them up there. I thought, well, people need to learn to shoot at the ceiling in case there's spider monsters or bats or but oh man i i knew that you were afraid of spiders i didn't realize you were always going to try to shoot those spiders that may not be there yeah jake what are you doing during this break uh i I mean if ipt doesn't need us for anything else then i'm gonna take a small vacation even though we just got back from hawaii you need a vacation from that vacation yeah it kind of sucked so yeah i think i'm gonna go camping tj do you want to go camping i didn't enjoy hawaii as much as i think i could have so yeah i think a little r&r out in the woods or something yeah that's fine with me yeah all right we just do that yeah we could practice like um hatchet throwing or something yeah i'm like quarter staff fighting we're getting like a real foresty training montage yeah we've even like got robin like a hood yes yeah, we, we got a log like across a creek and we're just like practicing day in day out what do like, you guys want your training montage music to be uh it's got to be something that can dub smash pretty well with ninja rap <laughs> tj what do you got <laughs> he said ninja rap and all i can think was t-u-r-t-l-e power <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Perfect. Heroes in the half shell, the runner mission. So just different Ninja Turtle songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, we're the ones who are using quarter staffs and nunchucks. Yeah. That's so. true. And at some point during the montage, like the, the music is shifting between the two and Jake and TJ are out in the woods doing stuff and Tass is in the IPT doing stuff. And as we cut back and forth, it gets more and more elaborate. And at one point we cut back to Jake and TJ and there's a giant rat like watching them and nodding. And then they like... <laughs> Give each other a thumbs up, and they turn and see the rat, and they both freak out and run away. (laughs) Then we see the hammer fly on screen and hit the rat and kill it. (laughs) On the last day of your training, Tass, Johansson comes in, and he's like, "Uh, you have to get the other guys here. Uh, We got to send you on a mission. It's really urgent. You guys have to go now. Get the other two. Get them here right now. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'll get my phone out and call them instantly. Uh, Meet me inside the lab as soon as they're here. All right. Um, Yeah, so I go ahead and I call them. Yellow ring. Okay. Uh, you guys got to get here ASAP. We've got a thing like now, now, now. Uh, all right. Well, we're we're down in uh, Hoosier National, so we'll be there in about an hour. Uh, okay, man. Just uh, hurry. All right. I mean, I'll speed. Yeah, a reasonable that. amount. That's fair. Okay. We'll act under pressure. <laughs> See if you turn the car. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> all right. So about an hour and twenty minutes passes. Uh, and they show up. What's up? What's so urgent? Well, come on. We got to go figure this out. Figure what out? What's going on? They just told you guys to get here. Just come on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys get into the lab and Johansson is there and he's talking to a couple of the people and you see that there is a very large ring in the corner of the room. It almost looks like the teleporter from Stargate. Like it is steps and a half circle and runes all around it. And you can see that they have rigged some wires into this finished machine and they're kind of having some hurried discussion. Yeah, I think this should work. Well, I'm not quite sure. Well, you know what? There's no other choice. We have to. Do, she's not here. We we have to make this decision. We got to do something about it. Got guys. Uh, are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, come here. Up on the platform. Oh, okay. What? Hmm? Oh, oh, all right. What's happening? Yeah. What's happening? Hold it. Hold their hands. We have to send you. We have another base that we use. Uh, they'll fill you in on the details there. But something is there. It is killing uh, the people in the base, and they were under attack when we tried to call for you guys. So come on, we got to go. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, I grab both their hands. And he comes up behind you, and there is a hypodermic needle. What the hell is that? I'm gonna put this in your neck. Why? Because it's the only way to get this to work. Just a heads up, once you get there, your teleportation won't work. But we figured out, um, he kind of looks bashful for a second, how to reverse engineer your teleportation from the blood you gave us. So 
we know how to send you where you need to go. So goodbye. And he jams it into your neck. There's a flash of light. Um, I'm going to use my new power that I got when I was respect called Boss from Beyond, where I roll at the beginning of a mystery and I get to ask a question. Oh, okay. If I succeed. Uh, that's a 10. So on a 10 plus, your superiors ask you to do something simple. Uh, and I get to ask one question from the investigate a mystery move. Do you ask that question now or eventually? Right now. Yep. All right. What sort of creature is it? It is a golem. All right. I don't know what that means, but I'll ask somebody. So you speak to your god, right? As the, I assume that this vision comes as the needle is injected into your neck. And you're like, huh? yeah. And he's like, what do you want to know? And he asks you to display his holy symbol while on this mystery so that if anyone here is interested in it, they can ask you about it to understand who and what you are. Okay. That is rather simple. That is rather simple. Yeah. Just got to ditch the trench coat as soon as I get there. Yeah, right. And you guys appear in what seems like a very large garage. You see a man in the far corner of the room, and he is barring a door with his body, and he's got a bunch of shelves over there. There is a woman with blonde hair in a gray jumpsuit standing over the body of someone on the ground covered in blood. Oh, God, what's going on? It's past. The creature it came, and it I think it may have killed him. But it's going to try to kill the rest of us, so I hope you're here to stop it. What is it? And I'm going to slide down to look at who the person that's injured. And- uh, he is barely breathing. You can see that he is still alive, though. He's, can you tell? He is our medical officer. I cannot tell what kind of condition is he in. Uh, so let me see, and I'm going to start going over everything, kind of get out my kit and... Roll it. Okay. That is a 10. Nice. And that does heal and stabilize. Heal and stabilize. Two points. Yeah, he is barely alive. You do get him stabilized and you patch him up a little bit. And the woman who was crying near him is kind of holding on to him and talking to him, trying to to calm him down. And they're cleaning up the blood around him. From further inside of the room, a woman with very short pink hair appears. Well, we've got about 10 hours before it'll come again, I think, if... What we've discovered about it so far holds true. So, uh, Commander, if you want to take the time, this would be the time to tell them the whole story. It's very good. This is what I will do. Gentlemen, please uh, join me. We're going to go for a little bit of a walk. The the station, as far as we can tell, should be uh, safe now. She leads you through a couple of hallways, and you notice that this whole place is metal and plastic. It's very sterile. They're all wearing matching jumpsuits. And she leads you into a very large room that is filled with consoles And there's a very large window at the front. You guys walk with her, and she stops in front of this large window. And you can see over her shoulder, and you start to feel almost dizzy. You feel a little lightheaded. And you all get the sensation that something just feels weird, and the air tastes funny. And as you have this realization, you see slowly coming into the frame of the window, very far away, the planet Earth. And she says, welcome to the Eye of Horus. <gasps> I'm so happy right now. I think that, like, I'm having a hard time processing information. I'm just staring at Earth out a large window and panicking silently. This is, I imagine this would be like for TJ to wake up on a boat way out in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by deep water you couldn't see the bottom of. I am like, I did not expect this, and I am uncomfortable not being on my planet. The then she sees this on your face. Did they not tell you where this was located? I just qu- silently shake my head. Oh, my name is Commander Storoka, and I am in charge of the space station. It is called the Eye of Horus, and it is here to gather together the supernatural hunters of the world who have decided to form a coalition to share information. In uh, outer space. We're actually not on Earth. That is correct. How is this even a thing? This is so amazing. Oh, you, well, you see, uh, in the, I believe it was the 1960s, they landed the man on the moon. And from there, they started to do additional research as to how to put more people in the moon and how to make living more comfortable. They created the uh, International Space Station, I think, in the late 90s. I believe it was called the Mir. I We just, it's, I get it. Thank you. Yeah, yes, oh, I get it now. Okay. I'm with you you on this 100%. I love space. Oh, it's a good place. Yes. 
Anyway, how come we're not like bouncing around or like you know floating around? This is crazy. It's got to be the sp- is it the spinny thing? Because we're spinning, right? No, no, it's magic. Oh, oh snap! That's great. <laughs> That's so good. Yes, we have everything here. We have people who deal with technology. We have people who deal with creatures, as with your group. We have people who uh, focus particularly on magic, and so everyone came together. They brought the best elements of their groups to build this one location for all of us to share. Beautiful. So what seems to be the problem, Commander? There is a creature that is terrorizing this station. It's a uh, golem. I, what now? It's the creature. It's a golem. How'd you know that, man? Like clay. You put the paper in its mouth. and. Um, I don't know a ton about what a golem is. To my understanding, it's like a yeah a construct made of some inanimate material made animate. But um, I mean, somebody else probably knows better. I just know what it is. Well, that's very useful. I'm glad they sent you. Although my understanding is that perhaps you were the only one they could send. What do you mean? Well, we came here uh, through through shuttles, and they the IPT had just provided us with a, a teleportation device in the last mm, two or three days. And that is how we were going to go back and forth. We sent the shuttles home so they could return with supplies. But the, one of the first things the creature did was destroy our side of the portal. And so I think that they had been working, trying to figure out how to get help here. And it seems they may have found a way to use your ability and link it to that uh, portal to get you here. Evidently, that's kind of what they said before they stabbed me with a hypodermic needle and we just kind of ended up here. But it's good you're here. So let me show you. And she goes over and she grabs a remote off of one of the consoles and she points it up at the large screen. This is security footage of the first encounter that on that we had on the station with the creature. And she hits play, and you see what is clearly security footage. It's black and white. It's a little grainy. And it's cycling between a couple of different rooms on the space station. It shows you the atrium, the crew quarters, the galley, the flight deck, and the med bay. And then the image kind of jumps, and it cycles through all five of those faster and faster and faster. And then they're static, and then it's on engineering. And you can see the portal, their portal on this side. And the room starts to fill with this very unnatural light and the whole room becomes white. But inside of that light, you can see the silhouette of a figure and the figure goes over and it raises both of its fists and it slams them against the teleporter and you see it break into pieces. And then the light flares up again. The camera goes to static. It returns back to normal and you see the engineering room with the broken pieces and then it starts to cycle again through the rooms, the med bay, the atrium, back to normal. That was the first time we saw it. We had not encountered it, but we may have encountered it unknown to us. One of my officers, uh, David Young, he died. His suit malfunctioned while he was doing a spacewalk. He was working on some of the ventilation systems. These suits do not malfunction. It is strong magnets and latches that hold the pieces of the suit into place so that even if they malfunction, they lock into place. His helmet vented while he was outside of the station, and he died from it. And I think that it might be related to this. Whatever it is, it seems to be controlling the machines here. Machines, before David died, were breaking down faster than they should. We have not had this station long. I know I have worked for many years on stations similar to this, Things should not be deteriorating that fast. Fluctuations of heat in the rooms, footage from security cameras being glitched, the breathable air in rooms malfunctioning. There were problems all over the ship. Now the problem seemed to be in engineering. I don't know why, but there's a window when it is here, and then it is gone. We did not know this until today, and today kind of proved it, but there is a window every day where it might appear. The rest of the time, we cannot see it, we cannot find it, we don't know what happens to it, where it goes, but it is kind of safe in that time period, as far as we can tell. Okay. Can we back that footage up again? Yes. And she does. She rolls it back and plays it again. So it's just very bright, but we can see just kind of a... A figure in the center of it. Um, I admittedly don't know a lot about golems, at least, you know, not real ones, Um, but, you know, they are, they're made of something they're made of something that's just not like a living you know flesh or anything like that what if this is something like 
electricity or energy and it needs time to recharge in this actual station before it can build enough energy to manifest. Oh, like perhaps it uh, uses its its battery, its whatever, to be active and then it has to, to rest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not a crazy idea. I want to take a look at the footage some more, but like really slow it down and like take a look at like this silhouette creature. See if I can't find any more clues or something about okay. it. Okay, roll investigate a mystery. All right. That would be a... It doesn't matter. It's a 12. Uh, it's 13, really. Oh, wow. You get a whole two. We've already sort of said what sort of creature it is. So I'm going to say, where did it go? In that footage, all you would able to know is that it exited back through the main door to engineering. There's only one door into engineering, and so it clearly went out of engineering. Oh, okay. Through that same one door. Yeah. All right. Uh, can we go down to that engineering? section yes absolutely i think if we take a look around we might be able to find some more clues yeah absolutely anything that this has affected we need to look at all right um my crew will now by this time have returned to their locations if there's anything you'd like to talk to them about uh you will be able to find them around the ship Uh, obviously we have to find a way to keep working uh and and keep this station in orbit absolutely um is there some kind of intercom system, something like that, that people can let us know if something's happening? Yes, there should be. uh, Actually, let me show you a couple of things about the ship. I assume that they told you that your teleportation, it will not work here. Yeah. And she takes you over to the door and you can see and you realize now that as you guys have walked through this station, that it's all individual pieces. Every room, even the hallways are all segments and there are seals around them and there are doors. Now, sometimes the doors are just locked open, but there are disconnections between every single piece. And she points up and shows you that there are runes etched and painted and drawn in a pattern. These are on every door. This is what stops magical things or supernatural things from getting in here. We had to take them down to allow you to get here. Riley, hopefully at this time has already put the runes back together so that we have closed off against anything getting in or out. Oh, I hate to say it, but something found a loophole. Yes, this is true. We must have missed something along the way. Um, so in addition to that, around the ship you will find my chief of security. Uh, her name is Fairchild. You will find her in the security office. She pulls up schematics of the ship and shows you. Riley, who is in charge of the flight deck and the training of new recruits, you will find him in the flight deck usually if he is not trying to salvage things in engineering. Reeves, she will be in the Arcanum. And then White, well, he would normally be in the med bay, but I believe he will be in the med bay in one of the pods. He was the one who was injured uh, in the fight to keep the, the creature out. The only rooms that we have encountered or seen this thing in are the engineering in the training room, and now in the hallway outside of the flight deck. Okay. And did you see it with your own eyes? We just see bright light. Okay. That dark figure in the video is the only reason that we even know that it's not something besides just a mechanical flare-up. I want to pull out my phone and take pictures of the, the runes here. I intend to take pictures of the runes basically everywhere we go so that ultimately we can like directly compare them and make sure that there aren't any differences like that might be snuck by someone who doesn't know what they're looking at exactly and be kind of a trick, you know? I like that. Commander, my apologies. Um, What's your name? Oh, yes. uh, Sorry. My name is Commander Soroka and I am the commander and the pilot of the station. Well, it's a pleasure to be working with you. We'll do everything we can. Yes, I appreciate it. It's... um, very jarring. We're here to help against these things, and suddenly there's something in our house. We will sound an alarm as it gets close to the time that we believe the creature will appear again. Again, this is all guesswork. It could appear sooner, but the last three times it has come, it's been in the same window, and so we have an alarm now so that we know it's time everyone get to a place. We have not been able to injure it with any of the things we have here at our disposal. All we have been able to do is lock away from it and try to not be killed. Ooh, we're in a space station. I should probably not try to shoot this thing, should I? I would love to not end today being blown out of an airlock. That's fair. 
and I assume shooting light at a light monster isn't going to do much either. Whew. Well, Nun- all right. Nunchucks it is. Nunchucks it is. It's a good thing we did some training out in the woods. <laughs> about how long do you think it'll be before it makes another appearance? I believe it will be about 12 hours. I'm going to set a timer on my phone also. Okay. So that we have a general idea. All right. Um, I think we'll start making our way down. I want to take a look at all the damage it caused. Because clearly it can just physically interact with things. So, yeah, I want to see what that looks like. So where are you going? Uh, I guess we'd be heading down to engineering. So you all exit the command deck and you take a right and you go through two rooms. And then there is an airlock with a ladder that is going up. What are the two rooms that we go through? One of them is a common area, and the other one looks like a library. Yeah, I'll start climbing. Uh, You get to the top of the ladder, and you find yourself inside of a room lined with computers working and churning. And there are two doors in here, one on your left and your right. And then you can see that this room continues on through another airlock straight ahead. I suppose we're going to head straight ahead. That seems like the right direction. You guys go straight ahead, and sure enough, it is engineering. You see that inside of this room, there is the broken teleporter that they have kind of stacked in a pile in the corner. There's a number of workbenches. There's blueprints. There's half-finished projects. There are 3D printers. There are machines that are assembling pieces. You get the sense that anything they need on the ship, whether it is a replacement part or whatever, is actually created here because you can see that there are machines working So I immediately want to start looking around for tracks is a weird word for it. But I figure if this thing's made out of light, there's the chance that it's like hot or has some kind of property that would make it leave something behind. I don't know. I don't know what. Some kind of residue, burn marks, anything like that at all that I can track. Okay. Roll investigate a mystery. And uh, while he's doing that, I'm going to think back to the video and see if I can't compare and maybe even find something hidden around here using my hold. Actually, so hold is specific to the actual thing that you're investigating. Um, And I think we've been pretty good about this, actually, and it's not a rule we've ever talked about on the air. So you could use that hold if you were to continue to investigate that video, since that's what you were using it on. But hold isn't something that travels with you as you then start to investigate new things. Hold can be used in that way in some things, but not not investigate a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, then I will just look around and see if I can find things and maybe gain some more holds. Roll investigate a mystery. was a 10 for me. That would be a five for yours truly. So as you're looking around, TJ, you go over and start tapping on the keyboard thinking like, (laughs) oh, maybe I can pull up the video that I watched before and I can compare it to what's going on in the room. And the screen does light up and you see a bright light with the silhouette in the middle and it's just not moving and it is staring out of the screen at you. Machines in the room start to turn on. Do we see the thing on the screen when he activates Yeah, I it? think so. Maybe not Tass since he's over trying to investigate the floor. But it is, I assume, a pretty bright screen at this it point. It is, yeah. it is. Okay. I'm going to look away because, man, that's bright. Is that a picture of the thing? And you see, as you like say that, you see it kind of slightly shifts to face where you're at. Oh, no. And then it blacks out and it's gone. Tass, Tass, the thing was in the monitors. Wait, what? It just looked right at us and then it disappeared. What did you touch? I touched this computer. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I looked away because it was really bright. Okay. So we've been introduced. That ain't great. What are your questions, Taz? Uh, what's being concealed here? With what's being concealed here, you turn to them in this conversation and you can see those machines in the background, again, that are creating things. They're sculpting things out of metal they're putting electronics together and one of the items passes by the little viewer window and it looks like a hand a mechanical hand and then it's gone did you guys see that see what there was like a mechanical hand is it building itself a body oh my god let's shut we need to shut this stuff down yeah um i would like to use another hold okay what can hurt it trying to cut the power from these different machines or trying to disable it from communicating with the other machines. Oh, I have an idea that I don't want to say out loud. You hear a hissing sound and you hear clank. Where? Clank. Is it by like the... It's coming from the front of the room. 
Like where we came in? Yes. I want to look that way. You see that around the seal, things are starting to detach. <gasps> Get out. Everybody roll act under pressure. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically what you're doing in space. Yes. Yep. Eight. Ten. Four. <laughs> Good. All right. Tass, for your mixed success, you can either get out of the room, but get in the airlock between the computer bay and the engineering, so you'll be kind of stuck in an airlock between the two places, or you can get all the way out into the computer bay, but the door is going to close on your foot, and you're going to have minus one tough going forward, but only two movement checks, like activities involving speed or dexterity or movement, not necessarily attacking. Sure. I like that. I like that. We're going to take the uh, the foot catch. So you all three standing in this room and you hear this clank, clank, tss, and you all have the sense of mind to turn and look at the door because you know all of these rooms are pressurized. And she told you specifically they are all individual pieces and you see the locks blowing on the inside. You all start to run for the door. Jake, you're able to get to the front into the computer bay and you turn to kind of try to hold the door in case it's going to try to close too. Tass, you dive through the door between the hallway and the engineering bay and the door slams shut and it clips the back of your heel and it hurts and you feel like it has twisted or sprained or pulled something and you kind of limp into the room and you realize that TJ is not there and you turn around and the last thing you see is TJ pressed against the glass of the door that has closed looking at you as the room drifts away into space. Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. Graham Shapiro is a decent man. Gideon Media's hit sci-fi thriller, Give Me Away, returns. There's a lot of people screaming in that prison right now. So scream me. Just know up front, I'm going to have input. What happened? Are you all right? Dad. Tell us everything. It seems like you want to scare us into thinking you're going to let us starve. But should your treatment of us ever cause this decent man to let me off the leash again, anything is possible. Give me away season two, starting April 11th.